this coming year will have many challenges, and the cost of food is going to be one of the more significant ones, as we already know. Just look at the price of lettuce and everything else in the veggie department at your favorite supermarket. This caused our next guest to write a column in the Vancouver Sun entitled, Make Sure You Grow Only the Foods You Love to Eat. From the Minter Country Garden Store in Chilliwack, it's the gardening wizard himself. Brian Minter, good morning and welcome back. Sterling, good morning, and what a beautiful day. I mean, for January, uh, this is pretty nice. It really is, and people are anxious to get in the garden right now. And I I know that's uh, an important thing, but, uh, gosh, we're we're a little ways away yet, and we know that uh, we can get winter. But, uh, you know, anything that's outside in color, and and you're right, Sterling, the $8 a head lettuce uh, story uh, is one of the primary things that folks are thinking about in terms of, uh, you know, growing your own garden. And uh, starting an interesting thing, I I get the uh, BBC Gardening magazine from Britain because it it is so effective and good. Um, And nobody really has much data. But there is one gentleman who wrote a letter uh, in Britain, and he saved uh, by growing his own food in in an average-sized garden. He calculates about 2,000 pounds. So that's probably about two and a half to 3,000 Canadian dollars. Yeah. Done well, um, it is, uh, uh, you know, not only a great thing to do and you're getting, you know, organic food stuff, you know that what you put on it. But uh, in fact, uh, now we're getting some evidence that uh, it's profitable as well. Sure. And a lot of people already add it, Brian, because throughout the winter months, a lot of us have those window boxes with, you know, the fresh herbs and those sorts of things. We try to get at it year round, especially in this climate, don't we? Yeah, we're very, very fortunate to to be able to do that. Although, Sterling, uh, for the first time in my memory, uh, Vancouver was minus 15 Celsius, you know. That's that's right. That's tough on those outdoor herbs. It really is. So what do we do, though, by way? I mean, yesterday, um, the next-door neighbor was out whacking away at the garden, just pulling out the old stuff and getting ready, doing some prep work. It was 12 degrees, and the sunshine was wonderful. It's still way too early. We've got half of January and the always unpredictable February still to deal with. But for those of us keen as all get out to do, what can we do at this early stage to kind of get things rolling? Yeah, really good question. Uh, The thing is, uh, the worst thing we can do is get addicted to seed catalogs. You know, mm. seriously, you see this wonderful color, the fresh vegetables, all the pictures, and we just want to have it now. And, uh, you know, speaking of seed catalogs, uh, in West Coast Seeds is a very good one. Stokes in, in Ontario has an excellent one as well. We've got a lot of good Canadian seed companies. Follow the direction in terms of when you actually start your seeds. Right. The biggest problem is uh, I want to get them going early. And uh, so we start them inside our homes, and whether we use lighting or not, suddenly um, they're ready to go, and we have no place to go. You can't put them outside. Uh, So being later in terms of our start dates, following some of the recommendations from the seed catalog, that's certainly number one, uh, no question. But number two is um, uh, the article coming out next week in the sun will be about this is the best time of year to take a walk through your garden. In terms of, are you walking in your lawn that's squish, squish, and, and you know, poor drainage and lots of moss, mm-hmm. uh, where we need uh, to aerate our soil and perhaps add some lime? Uh, looking at our trees uh, and shrubs, are they full of moss and algae and lichen? Uh, some organic dormant spraying right now when we have a bit of a uh, window of nice weather. One of the really super important things to be able to look at. And also observing our trees and shrubs, are they just cluttered? Uh, with too much branching where you don't allow air and sunlight to get in to get better quality Good fruit point. Yep. and more fruit and so on. 
so actually going through and observing our garden. And is there water sitting? After a heavy rainfall, is water sitting on our garden? So that means we need to mix in some more aerating materials. Like I love fine bark mulch for hemlock working in where the water is sitting so that doesn't happen. So this is a great time to kind of take a walk around because we can fix a lot of things now. It'll make a huge difference uh, in the year coming ahead. Yeah, and Brian, in those areas where where there is a a reduced amount of sun availability just due to overgrowth and maybe the Mm -hmm. the trees or the shrubs have just gotten a little out of control, is this a good time of year to start trimming those back or, or or should you wait? You know, the, uh, one of the worst things in our gardens right now uh, is uh, eager husbands who, uh, or, or uh, you know, <laughs> uh, fellow partners uh, in, in, our, in our world going out and saying, I'm going to go clean up the garden right, right now. Right. Cutting off all the blooms uh, on all our trees, cutting off all the blooms on our fruit trees and small fruits. Um, there's a process in pruning, and that's one of the greatest dangers right now is a little observation. And here's one for anything that's going to flower and give us color in our gardens early. Look for buds. If there's buds on a lot of plants, back off uh, and say, okay, the best time to prune is after flowering, so I'm okay to do that. But uh, basically many of our evergreens that are being you know, overcrowding, mm-hmm. and hedges getting too wide and so on, it's a wonderful time to prune those back, okay. except, except for things that uh, like pines and spruce and so on that have buds on them. Wait till the buds pop. And in terms of flowering trees, um, you know, it's a big tree, but, you know, I waited a whole year for those buds to develop, and now I'm going to cut them off. So uh, a little bit of caution, a little bit of observation. And, you know, honestly, I believe the best training is doing it yourself Mm -hmm. to learn from from mistakes. But um, a little caution when we go through right now in terms of uh, uh, looking and observing and, and seeing what we do. So a lot of things need to be pruned. Other things need to wait in terms of the, the right time to be able to go back and prune. So well, I'm glad I asked that. After flowering. Yes, yeah. I am too. <laughs> so in, in terms of seeds, you were talking about seed catalogs. In terms of mm-hmm. getting things going, uh, I'm, uh, seeds are, to me at least, uh, and I'm not lazy. It's just I'm a little, uh, well, skittish. I, I yes. prefer bedding plants because there's something that's already growing. And you just put it in the, put it in the soil and off you go. Is that a, Am I shortcutting or am, is, that, is that a smart move? No, that's really intelligent. And uh, uh, the article is about let's be wise about our gardening um, because sometimes it takes two to three months to get certain seeds uh, up, growing, hardened off properly, acclimatized, and then you can put them in the garden. And if we only need two or three, it's much wiser to buy uh, some packs of uh, bedding plants that are already started. It saves you two or three months. Sure. Uh, And, of course, the cost is not much different. And actually, uh, Sterling, that's a good point. When you look at the seed catalogs, look at the prices. Uh, they have gone up as well, yes. especially on some of the hybrid varieties. So seeds are not cheap. Um, and uh, so you need to consider, okay, what is the cost of a pack of bedding plants as opposed to the seed? And with the bedding plants, I'm saving two to three months and uh, just a lot of time in doing it. I mean, but people love starting, you know, their seeds, not discouraging that at all. Right. But it's just sort of wisdom. And I, I think the best thing to do is look at seeds at the right time. And this is really important. For our cool-loving crops, when we get daytime temperatures around 10 degrees Celsius consistently, we can start the cool crops. But for warmer ones, uh, anything that needs heat, peppers, uh, tomatoes, and so on, cucumbers, wait until we get nighttime temperatures about 10 degrees, and then we start. So there's sort of going into the garden, and then from that you back off your time of either picking up bedding plants or starting your seeds. But uh, later on, when many seeds, uh, like peas, for example, 
gosh, all we do is uh, put them in the ground. They come up and germinate. We don't have to mess around with this indoor growing and so on. But, you know, I, because we're in a new reality today, learning to be a little bit self-sufficient and growing uh, our food, sometimes starting seeds is a good thing because, you know, from the worst-case scenario, you know how to do that and how to do it well. And, and ultimately, thing, you know, sorry, Brian, I, I'm fresh out of time. And ultimately, saving <laughs> okay. money, as your, your your letter writer in Great Britain pointed out, you can save a couple of thousand bucks if you do it right and have a you whole can. lot of fun and great satisfaction in the process. That's the deal. Absolutely. Brian, great to have you back. Always a treat. Thank you so much, Sterling. Really appreciate it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.